we move on to the third fruit of the Spirit, peace. Let's reread Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. We come to the word peace with a lot of ideas. For me, peace looks like a Thomas Kincaid painting. That is the idyllic image of peace that comes to mind. Both of my grandparents had these pictures in their homes. It was always a picture of a home in a patriotic country scene with family all around and surrounded by either fall or winter foliage. You could almost smell the apple pie that was surely baking in the oven. These are images of peace we see throughout our culture. We've been taught what peace looks like. It means a life free of pain, free of hurt, free of broken relationships, free of debt, free of professional hardship and shortcomings, and free of any suffering. Basically, we're told peace is not experiencing anything bad. But in reality, life is full of both good and bad, and peace should be sought and fought for in all seasons of life. Do you feel at peace right now? Do you have a fresh wave of calm that oftentimes washes over you? When so much of the world feels out of your control, do you feel safe, secure, confident, and excited for the future? It's hard to define peace because it is a feeling that everyone experiences a little bit differently. Peace to you might look very different than peace to me. What looks like chaos to some might be the exact calm that others seek. Luckily, God knows what peace feels like for each of us. Different translations of the Bible translate this word differently. Some use peace, some use wish you well, some use completeness, some use quietness, some use at one, some use the word rest. One of the early instances of the word peace is in Exodus 4.18. This is right after Moses receives permission from God to use Aaron as his voice and is seeking a blessing from his father-in-law to return to Egypt. Let's read it. It's Exodus 4.18-21. Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go, that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt, and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now that the Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, and mounted them on a donkey, and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. In this instance, we see peace used as a traveling blessing or farewell. We use this in our own church service when we share the peace and the benediction at the end of the service. Peace can be used to spread a little bit more of Jesus around us by speaking the words out loud over the lives of those we love as well as our own life. On to another reference. Let's read Isaiah 26, 1-4. In that day, the song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation, its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord himself is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. 
feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. This is a reminder that those whose minds are steadfast, those who trust in God, find perfect peace. That perfect peace to one person might look different than another person's perfect peace. But let's take from this passage that trusting in God provides peace. This is one of those things that people like to throw around. Just trust God and everything will be okay. I think that can belittle some people's experiences. Building up trust can take time, especially if you feel like God has let you down or the church has let you down. There are ways to rebuild trust in a relationship. It takes baby steps and spending time with God. I hope that you can find ways to have your trust in God grow and flourish. This verse reminds us that steadfast minds come from trusting God and trusting God will lead us to peace. Let's take a look at an example of peace in the New Testament. Luke 1, 76 through 80 reads, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly in Israel. This is the last half of Zechariah's song about John the Baptist. This is saying that John the Baptist will guide our feet into the path of peace. John the Baptist's ministry was all about pointing people to Jesus, to the Messiah. We see over and over again John pointing us to the one who is to come, which is ultimately the path of peace. To follow in Jesus' footsteps is to live the life of peace. Even if that doesn't look like our traditional feelings or our ideas of peace we perceive in our culture, especially the perception that our culture that looks free of hardship and suffering, we all know that's impossible. We have to be able to find peace amongst those things. If John the Baptist guides our feet into the path of peace, which is to Jesus, then that means our road might look a lot more like Jesus's life than what we perceive as a comfortable, peaceful, and serene life. Ephesians 4, 1-6 reads, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit throughout the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. We are here called to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Let's work on making peace with one another. That might look like biting your tongue even when you want to speak. That might look like listening to someone who has a different opinion than you without lashing out. And that might look like having to humble yourself. This is hard work, but we have the help of the Holy Spirit to live out this call. I am confident God has not called us to something we can't do. It takes little acts of practice. This week, we learn about peace as a greeting for in farewell, as a part of trusting in God, as a path to Jesus, and as a bond of unity. I hope your life will grow in peace even amidst the different storms and difficulties we face. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, thank you that you provide peace to your children. Thank you that you are always here with us, offering a different way to live. We pray that we can be beacons of your peace to all around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so 
much to everyone for listening today, and I want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who purchased soup for our little LFS fundraiser. Uh, we had a great turnout, and we sold over 60 quarts and some of the leftovers, so we're going to be able to uh, really send a nice donation to uh, LFS, so thank you so much. This Sunday is First Communion, so we have a group of sixth graders who will be taking their First Communion this Sunday, and uh, they, along with their faith mentors, participated in a workshop on Wednesday evening uh, that was postponed from March. COVID just messed up so many different things, but um, make sure you know and congratulate and celebrate the First Communion for those sixth graders. This Sunday, we will also be doing the bread delivery. Uh, so after both services, please feel free to pick up a loaf or two and deliver it to a, a church member that we haven't seen for a little while because of COVID and um, just drop it off on their doorstep. We ask that you do wear a mask. Some of these folks are in a more vulnerable uh, age range and so that would be a great way to just remind them that we're thinking of them and that we miss them. Operation Christmas Child is in full force so please grab a box or bring a packed shoe box to church on Sunday and we uh, are hoping to collect a record number this year because they are in major need because of COVID. Chick Flicks will return on Tuesday, November 10th at 630. Um, we're going to be watching The Whale Rider, which that was the movie from October, but it had ended up needing to be rescheduled. And you can sign up on the ministry page for this um, on our website and you can also just call the church office if you plan on coming. On November 8th, uh, we'll be recognizing those who served our country for Veterans Day. Um, and so there will be a little token of appreciation for all of our veterans and those who are on active duty on November 8th. So make sure you grab that little gift that we have for you. That is it for today. So thank you and have a great day.